The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. (laughs) And uh, John Roberts pushing the buttons. Hi. (laughs) And, uh, well, we just had a big old presidential uh, uh, loose ball scrum. I mean, mean, uh, uh, debate, right, debate. Pork and soybean dinner. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, oh, maybe there's pork and beans. Never mind. Yeah, yeah <laughs> usually not soybeans, but sure, you know, the vegan alternative. So uh, before we get into talking about that and any other news that may sort of come our way, I should just mention a few things. We do love to hear from you, and you can reach us uh, by email at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, on Twitter at civilpoliticsfm. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. We do, of course, also have our own very special, unique website, civilpoliticsradio.com, that has recordings of previous episodes, supplemental discussions that we do, and uh, links to things we talk about. Um, while we're going down the, down the show, uh, when genre finds uh, links to uh, uh, articles on the web or whatever, to uh, talk about or, or support what we're saying, he'll uh, use or the hashtag. Or disprove hash- it. <laughs> yeah, or disprove it. He'll use the hashtag civil references to make it easier for you to find it as you maybe follow along on Facebook or Twitter. So, uh, and a reminder to everybody in uh, Ward 7, the uh, part of Northampton we're currently sitting in, that the special election for city council uh, between uh, Penny Geis. Uh, Hanuman Gulman and Rachel Mayori is next Tuesday. Big runoff race. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> then they have to run again, whoever wins. That. Yes. Well, who, whoever <laughs> wins is going to be uh, uh, on the ballot. Uh, well, whoever comes in last, unfortunately, will not be on the ballot in November. <laughs> and the other two will be. Uh, and remember, Election Day this year, once again, will be Tuesday, November 5th. Uh, the deadline to register to vote in that uh, general election is uh, Wednesday, October 16th. So uh, if you're in Massachusetts, please do. And if you're down in Holyoke uh, in, uh, what is it, Ward 3? Uh, yeah, I think it's Ward 3. Uh, uh, there's a three-way race to get on the final ballot for city councilor between uh, a friend of the show, Ann Tallheimer, uh, incumbent David Bartley, and Dennis Burks, who's on the school committee there. Do you know when their runoff is? That is not this coming Tuesday, but the following, 924. 924. Yeah. But the general election's yeah. still November 5th. So, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was just uh, worth re- remembering uh, and reminding people. Do you know when people. the Israel you- election is? Is it this week or next week, Israeli? Uh, Uh, Is it next week? The date that sort of seeps out of the ooze in my head is um, (laughs) the 17th. There's an image. (laughs) I'm feeling sluggish today for some reason. I don't know what it was. (laughs) 17th. 
17th. Oh, so next Tuesday, next too? Next Tuesday, yes. Oh, so we'll find out Ward 7 right. and Israel. Okay. Right. So the those of you... elections that you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, that's the 17th. For the Knesset. So if you're uh, not in Ward 7, but you are in Israel, you should probably go and vote in that election because uh, the stakes are pretty high. <laughs> and our current city councilor in Ward 7 who gave up her seat for this election to happen... Um, she might be in Israel. She often goes, so huh. maybe. Oh. And I think she can vote. I think she's a has dual citizenship. Well, well and we're, we are going to talk about the democratic debate. But uh, you mentioning Israel just remind me. You saw uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, saying, "Well, if I win, we are going to start just flat out annexing territory." Yeah. Boy, they sure like, you know, some of these politicians love to have a dumpster fire, don't they? They really like to throw gasoline on um, problems. And it's, I'm just, I'm shocked. But it works. They've seen as powerful and they get reelected. So I don't know what that formula is. We hate you the most, so we're going to vote for you. <laughs> or well, maybe the people that hate them aren't, aren't, in, aren't able to vote. So, Well, what I do wonder is how... If he wins and he starts annexing territory, or even if he doesn't win, but Israel starts annexing territory, I, I think at the, I think at that point Maybe it really is Trump. well and truly like the end of any possibility of the kind of hopes for peace that we had back when I was a young man in the 90s and Bill Clinton went to Oslo and so forth. Yeah, and then know? had them at Camp David and they shook hands and yeah. It almost worked, yeah. Yeah, well, and um, I don't know. It's depressing. Yeah. Well. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. So, uh, do you suppose that is the Trump peace plan? Uh, Just annex them and put them out of business, and <laughs> uh, the. Um, you mean the Palestinians put Kush them out of business? Yes. The Kushner the Kushner peace plan is <laughs> screw this. Well, the no state solution. <laughs> uh. Uh, well, the obvious uh, problem with that is you still have millions of people who, you know, are fellow matter humans. Than, matter who, than... Who, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are fellow humans who, who you know, have rights and, and lives and all these other things that go with being human and need a place to live and won't have a place to live. And even if they stayed exactly where they were, would not have any rights. You know, it's it's a recipe for... Ethnic cleansing. Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Revolution, ethnic cleansing, uh, wide-scale mayhem, murder, uh, war, all the great stuff that uh, makes humanity so delightful. So maybe Trump's, you know, like his clean air plans, his peace plan is actually the opposite. It, You know, they put that title on. My party always puts a title on, like, this is the bluebird and sunshine law, and it turns out, you know, we're killing bluebirds and... Yes, <laughs> by concentrating sunshine on them, yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't... Well, never mind, I'm just... This is silly, sorry. I, I, honestly, I, I think my terrible idea that probably wouldn't actually work is nevertheless like a better alternative which is just say you know what anybody who wants to give up you know palestinian citizenship give up the right of return uh here's your ticket to america here's american citizenship here's like a special government plan to help you establish get established and get on your feet and just bring those as many of those millions of people who want out over here as as will come yeah and uh, you know, America gets more be, be, be changes and be, has more Palestinian influence. And okay, I, I, I'm perfectly prepared to. But if to you love that. your olive orchards and you know 
the place that you lived in that your grandparents were in? I can't imagine. I, I, I imagine any number of people would not accept it, but... Uh, and I think the Israelis should pay for that if that's what you do. Uh, that, I don't think... Or I don't want to pay for it as a taxpayer because it's... Sure. Well, is, I'll tell you what is, we could do. We Israel could take it out doing, of the foreign aid we send to Israel every year. Oh, well, that would take care of that. Yeah. I think we should just redirect it right. to the Palestinians anyway, so... Let them build, you know, give them cement and let them build buildings and, you know, anyway. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I certainly am not going to tell Israel that, you know, tell Israelis they don't have a right to live there and they can, that the nation of Israel exists. I'm not going to say it shouldn't or any of that, but just fundamentally. Humanitarian like, aid should go to Palestine. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying the rights of the humans who live in Palestine yeah. are heavily infringed and restricted by uh, the Israeli government, and that sucks. Um, you know, I, I don't want to. I'm take... surprised we both agree, but I think we both agree right. on this one. Yeah. Well, I people matter, and I, 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 you know, I don't want to say like, well, I'm for Israel. That means I'm going to be against the Palestinians, or I'm against the Palis- or I'm for the Palestinians. That means Israel must be destroyed. Like, no, that's not what I want at all. I want everybody to just get along, be treated humanely. Well, I'd be able to live freely and happily and productively. With their and rights, I, I, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that seems to be a, a, a difficult thing to accomplish the way things are right now. Um, and I realize, like, as I said, my crazy idea probably won't solve it, but it might at least help. if Because I think there's going to be at least some percentage of people in Palestine who are like, you know what, screw this. Going to, going to live in America might be pretty cool. Fewer now, of course, that we've had, you know... Uh, <laughs> Four years, you know, three years we've of Trump been, to sort of show just how racist we can be. But we've, hmm. we've been demarketing the American brand for the last three years. It's right. True. We really have. Uh, we really have. And uh, uh, we're, we're going to have to push hard to fix that uh, come 2021. I just don't know where my Republican colleagues are. You know, they need to stand up and you know, for all the values that we espouse. Well, we've talked about this before, sort yes. of the, you know, the debt is a problem until you're in charge. <laughs> and, then, and then we run up the debt like there's no tomorrow in the... Um, right, exactly. Deficit. Exactly. Debt and deficit. So why don't we start with, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about values and Republican values. So... No, no, we're talking about Democratic... No, 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 no. <laughs> and so we, we had a Democratic debate Yes. And obviously, though, you and I have different viewpoints and experiences and whatnot and values. I like to watch the horse race, though. I really do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, no shame, no, 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 no criticism. But uh, so you watched it and you saw those 10 people up there. Uh, you got a chance to hear them all talk. Um, which is the one who you would, you know, you have to pick one of those 10 to be, be the next president. Who's the one you like best, who, who you think most comports with your values? I'm just curious to know what your take was. Steve Bullock. He wasn't on the... He wasn't on the stage. <laughs> well, and, you know, here's the thing. I don't think any of those folks can beat Trump. And I, I say that sort of sadly because I think that Trump, you know, should be beaten. He should be beaten by a Republican. I mean, that would be my best case scenario. But I don't feel like to, any... to redeem the the party. Yeah, yeah to, well, and to re recenter it and put it back on its horse. You know. Yeah. But I didn't have the sense. You know, Trump is so ruthless. I just I didn't see any one of those personalities really standing up to Trump. I mean, I I you know I just didn't. 
and um, maybe you feel differently that there's somebody that you feel could really take them on. It, it's a it's a funny thing, but it's like I just don't have I don't find somebody that was so, you know. I think a Bill Clinton could probably beat a Trump, you know, in his day, in Bill Clinton's day. And I'm not sure he could beat him now, but um, I just you know somebody that's that quick on their feet and doesn't get, you know. Um, stalked on the stage like poor Hillary. I mean, that was awful. But he's like that. He's a, you know, he creates a spectacle. Well, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think that there's any kind of a winning strategy for anybody, whatever party, to try and uh, match Donald Trump as a huckster and showman. Like, Right, but you don't want to fall in his traps either. Sure, but I don't think it's that hard to avoid his traps. But Trump is a huckster and a showman. He's really good at it. And he's I, really good at and it. And I, uh, you know, that's the one thing he's, he's as horrifying as that is to say. Well, that's the one thing he is good at. <laughs> yeah. And and so long as he was doing dumb TV shows, that was fine, you know. <laughs> but uh, that's that's what he's good at, and so. Any kind of expectation that uh, uh, the Democrats, especially, put up a candidate who's going to be able to 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 match him there, I think is is just misguided. Yeah, and I didn't mean match. I meant not not fall for. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example of it. But you know, he. Well, like we were talking before the show, John, or you were talking about how the media asked. Um, Elizabeth Warren questions that get yeah, about the text about yeah, um, to put her in a box kind of right yeah. yeah and she because that's that's how you do it yeah and it's like that makes the biggest conflict and look here these you know yeah socialist and, people over here which she's not and un- honest to God I really feel like for a lot of the the people in the news who are like okay how do we make this as simple and elemental and binary as possible for the people who are not really paying attention and tuning in for five minutes because Lord knows we want them to keep watching because that makes our advertisers happy. Yeah. So, hey, Elizabeth Warren, are you going to raise taxes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she she didn't fall for it. it was good you know it was really good how she she right. she talked about it but it is yeah. complicated and you know it's not a bumper sticker and well, I, and, and and the simple answer the the one word answer is yes and, which is terrible right politically well, well, it's terrible yeah, or yes but right. you're going to yeah. save it right. on this end or and what she did is just frame how much money people are paying out of pocket right. and deductibles right. And right not getting care and that I mean, question really really annoyed me just yeah. it, just in principle it annoyed me yeah uh, right. just just like you said like trying to put her in a box and then um, and then selling it as I, the, that would, yeah <laughs> that would question would annoy me no matter who it was asked to yeah. because that's that that kind of question and the way it was phrased is a hit, you know? Yep. It is a hit job. Yeah. yeah. And That's our media is yeah. known for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so my, me personally, buying insurance on the uh, open exchange here in Massachusetts, my insurance bill is about $8,000 a year. So if you told me, Mr. Dow. <gasps> That's because you're young. Yeah. <laughs> 49. So, yeah. But, um uh, you know, they said, Mr. Dow, your taxes will go up $5,000 under Elizabeth Warren's plan. I'll you go, do the math. Okay. <laughs> and how much will I be paying for my insurance premiums? Well, nothing. Okay. <laughs> so I'll pay five more and then pay eight, eight less, less and wind up with three grand in, more in my pocket. 
Huh. With no deductibles and no coinsurance and well, and, I got and well, drugs. And I, well, sure. I I went for the for the plan that, that like uh, closest to that as yeah. it is. It's one reason why it's expensive for a yeah. single person in decent health. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, exactly. There's no health rating. They just do age and location. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know. So uh, that's one of the things that got outlawed by um, Romney Care. Actually, believe it or not, did that. Yeah. Yeah. I, At the community rating. <laughs> I, as we have said before. Uh, uh, it could have gone farther, but Romney care was not bad. Yeah. And if Romney had embraced his legacy, he uh, might be president today. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, certainly back in 2012, before he made it clear that he, he, he thought Romney care was a mistake. Uh, I was, not a mistake, mistake for the nation. Okay. For the state. Right. But I, uh, which is yeah. a mistake. Yeah. And, and I, I actually was considering voting for him just because I'm like, all right, well, you know, uh, he wasn't the worst Innovative governor we plan. ever had. Yeah. Romney cares pretty good. So what do we got? And oh, okay. Your big accomplishment is something you're disavowing. So so you yeah. know. How, anyway, but that's old news. You know how I always defend Chris Christie, and he got in trouble because Obama gave him a big hug and all that. Do you know Sarno down in Springfield? Dominic the, Sarno, the yeah. mayor of Springfield. Yes. You know what your party is doing to him? No, I don't. I haven't <laughs> been following the news out of Springfield. So what your your convention, your Massachusetts Democratic convention, is tomorrow, I think, in Springfield. For the state, Democrats. Oh, for the, for this yeah. year. Yeah, for this year. I was going to say, wait, what? They're having? Oh, no, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we have year. an election coming up. There <laughs> yeah. are actually, yeah. 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 So they won't let Sarno speak. He's not an invited guest, even though he's the mayor of the city where the convention is. And it's because he praised Baker, because Baker's being a little, you know, sort of bipartisan. And um, so they took him off the speakers. <laughs> he, hey, as far as I know, and uh, you might be able to correct me, but... He hasn't been the best mayor anyway. Well, that might be part of it, you but know, the I mean, ostensible like, reason is that he, he's being nice. He's, he's praising Baker. I, I think that's, that might be part of it, but I think also he's not the biggest draw. You no, know? I don't think he is. He's he's kind of not liked, yeah. so why have him on stage? Yeah, But it is usually you a know. courtesy. Cause yeah, it's the, well, sort of like at least have, give it a few appropriate remarks or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. There's, 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 uh, there's, I need to know a lot more about Springfield politics, and I really need to bone yeah. up on it before I can really comment. But um, I just thought it was funny because... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and we're going to stick with... Because politics the, is nothing if not petty. Sure. <laughs> well, we're going to stick with the, the the debate, but just that does remind me. You remember how uh, the there was the the straight pride riot in Boston, and a bunch of people got arrested uh, because they were protesting against the homophobes, and uh, the judge was uh, saying like, "No, I insist you arraign them," and the prosecutor's like, "No, I I'm I'm not going to." And oh, I miss this. Am I? Am I? Uh... Yeah, I guess you are <laughs> yeah. a little out of the loop. My well, gaydar just, has been a little, yes, you know, well, uh, uh, flaky the, the, lately. The, these overstepping, uh, hardline conservative judges uh, were appointed by Baker. So, oh, there like, you go. It's like so. A reason why you don't want Charlie <laughs> Baker is because he's trying to do to the Massachusetts judiciary what Trump's doing to the federal judiciary. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a reason to get rid of him. But anyway. Uh, we can talk about that <laughs> uh, at another show, maybe when we've had a chance to actually both like make sure we know what we're talking about. Because I don't know, I'm am t- told that's an attractive quality in, in radio uh, <laughs> uh, pundits. What do you Me think? Me thinks thou dost protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so getting back to uh, the debate, um, I mean, I'm 
I'm a big fan of Elizabeth Warren. She's my number one pick in the in the in the race. Uh, as as I've and said you before. dragged me down to see her in Holyoke. So right, yes, that was terrible. You were <laughs> no, no I, I like her. She was. I don't want to see her. No, stop. <laughs> I you know she, I always say she was a Republican and a tax lawyer, and you can't beat that. So and a professor. So all good. She embodies what used to be the virtues of the Republican Party before it abandoned them, and, well and all those people had to become Democrats, you know, <laughs> like Barack Obama, you know, the greatest Republican president since Eisenhower, as I keep saying, yes. probably to the annoyance of our listeners. So, um, uh, which of the people who were on stage last night uh, impressed you? Was like, yeah, all right, yeah, that's some good points. I, 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 you know, I, I like at least some of where this person's coming from. Can I, I admit that I, I just none of them spoke to me. They really okay. didn't. In fact, I have to admit something really horrible. I love politics. Yeah. And I woke up and it was over. I think I saw about two thirds of it, and that never happens. Well, I was tired too, but um, that never happens to me. So I missed some parts. I've gone back and done some homework. But it, it was, was a little pokey. three hours. Yeah. And oh, if I can, um, please. The the thing is that we're on our third debate which means we're past the period where people are trying to introduce themselves and trying to make a name for themselves. Their names are already known. This debate was about policy, and it was very wonky. And the only parts that were, like, exciting were, you know, the jabs, which, honestly, I like that um, it was more like a... I actually like this debate just because it was more uh, about things that yeah, they want to yeah. do Usually but I, that that's really boring for a lot of people you well, know and i think i've heard their positions already since exactly. i follow them so closely it was yeah. sort of like for the people who hadn't been uh yeah. reading their stuff and i was I talking yeah i was talking to someone a little uh like during the debate or just after and they were saying oh it was really um they they had some issues with it and like they're oh it was kind of like and i'm like you know that we pay attention way more than everybody else, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, it, this isn't f specifically for us because we read the websites and we listen to them all the time. This is for people that don't have the time and it's not their hobby. Yeah. So yeah, this point. this was more substantive, I think, than the other debates. Um, the moderation was way looser, which I think was a detriment it needed a little more moderation but as we discussed a few weeks ago uh i really like when the when they get to mix it up and, and talk to each other um it really backs them into a corner and kind of solidifies their point when you so. can see how tough-minded they are are mm -hmm. they sure what they're saying or are they not sure what they're exactly stand for or yeah yeah uh you can see some confusion like they, they go on the stump speech and then someone's like oh what about this yeah. and they're like i but my stump speech, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. what you like, know? So like the moment where I I don't remember the uh, the journalist's name, but she asked a good question of uh, Kamala Harris. It's like you talk about uh, how you know you didn't approve of uh, legalizing marijuana, but now you do, and you weren't for outside investigations of uh, uh, the police, but now you are. And and why I didn't love you, that yeah exchange. I thought that was yeah. Why didn't you push for more change from within when you had the chance and. Yeah. 
uh, honestly, I can't really remember what Kamala Harris said. So she basically explained how she was swimming with the, you know, swimming against the tide and then the tide changed. Yeah. And that her, her, I, I hope I'm characterizing this right because the brain is old. But basically she said that she, she tried to change from within the system that she was the um, recipient of a lot of the behaviors of the police and stuff against folks who were minorities when she was a kid, and that she became a prosecutor and an attorney general in order to fix the system from within. And then she listed about 12 things that she'd fixed. So I thought it was a pretty strong comeback for what was also intended to put her in a box. I mean, they were they were trying to put her in the category of it. It is you know, her number one weakness amongst Democratic voters. Like yeah. like number one. Uh, whenever I you know whenever we we gather to lurk in corners and you know <laughs> tackle about how much we hate America, you know we lefties talk about uh, how Kamala Harris is a cop. That's I that's was just the, gonna say that's yeah. the term I've heard her yeah. called a cop. And um, when I was growing up, that was not a term of endearment. Although I've come to appreciate police officers as a as an adult. Uh, uh, it's 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 not uh, it's it's still a, a, a criticism it in the same way that it was when you were younger back in, the in the 60s, 60s. <laughs> yeah and and for largely come back the same, around yeah oh is it okay oh yeah absolutely yeah and 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 it's it's for largely the same reasons um you know like i i certainly grew up with no we fear didn't use of, the word cop we used the word to begin with p yeah yeah, yeah. well i i which I wouldn't use. I mean, I could yeah. use it today, but I, I don't feel that way. I, I really like um, our chief of police here in Northampton, and I really appreciate what they do. So, Well, I, I grew up with no fear of the police, and, and certainly I've uh, always felt comfortable uh, with the idea that, like, oh, if there's a problem, I'll, I'll call the police. Uh, but, you know, I'm a white guy from Andover, so, you know, it's a, it's a very different prospect for me. Um, so I certainly appreciate the the way the police have have served and protected me, but yeah. uh, it's but it's the way they don't do that for everybody else. It's the problem. Yeah, and I, I like how uh, she talked about uh, the, the the many people who uh, haven't survived, you know, encounters with the police, like Tamir Rice. Yeah, she listed a whole yeah. long list, which was perfect. Yeah, yeah. What a, what a couple of years we've had in terms of that. We've done a lot of shows on that topic too. So. Yeah, well, it continues to be uh, tremendously important. So, uh, so uh, I oh, and you talked about how like, well, who's going to be able to beat Trump? And so I would say that uh, for me, the 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 the, the hugger, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> is that a Joe Biden you just pulled? <laughs> Uh, yes. That's why Barack and I always had a record player handy. <laughs> right. No, no. Uh, I, that I, was the winner last night was Barack. Yeah. He, yeah. Everybody sang his praises. That yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was interesting. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Joe. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I would say Quoting that. Quoting Kamala Harris. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I would say that, uh, the re well, one reason why it was smart to, to name check Barack Obama is that Barack Obama is still a widely popular figure who's well-regarded and respected for his demeanor and for his presidentialness while he was presidenting, you know? He, he, he really comported himself well and uh, in a way that accorded with sort of the, the, the mystique and dignity of the office that has sort of built up in American pop culture. And I think 
the way for any of these people to beat Donald Trump in a general election is for them to present the alternative. Like find their gravitas. Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, look, I'm I, I, I you know, like I'm I'm not able to be a crazy showman <laughs> like Donald Trump. But that's okay. I'm running to be president, not host of a reality show. Or whatever. You know. Uh, I do Elizabeth Warren's voice, but I'm really <laughs> good at that. So anyway, um, so I, th- I, th- I think that's that's the key. And I think that could work because, after all, there are more people in this country who hate Donald Trump than who love him. And there are a lot of people who, even if they don't hate him, don't want to see that kind of behavior still. They want someone who's more like Barack Obama. Someone who behaves like that, someone who talks like that, someone who thinks like that, and so I think uh, you don't think a lot of people want somebody powerful to protect us from the Chinese stealing our intellectual property and who will actually get something done. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Action not my oriented. Age and younger, I mean some, yeah. Action oriented, change some. it, change it up. Uh, some, but I mean, if you're action oriented, then then why in God's name would you vote for Trump? How are those? How are those things exclusive? I mean, you can have someone with a with that demeanor, and still have someone that that can get thing quote unquote get things done. It just depends on the way that they get the thing done. And and you know, I disagree with you guys on how effective Obama was. I always argue that he he. You might argue that he got stymied because of my party, but I that he. I might argue that yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd argue a couple things about that actually. Yeah. Um, he got stymied. One, he got stymied because of your party, definitely. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he uh, for anyway. He also um didn't get a lot done because he didn't treat the presidency like other presidents. He was he was very. Sp- specific he was the executive and when he said to his party's congress we need to do this he didn't direct them to doing he was like we need to get here go because that's your job yeah he Um, was much more of a negotiator than a yeah he was much more of a limited government person who believed that the power of the presidency uh, lies in executing the laws, not in creating them, and yes. that it is up to Congress to do things like decide should we declare war on Syria because of them using chemical. I weapons. remember when he did that, and they said nope. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, not only did they say nope, they said, oh, geez, we we can't make that kind of decision. <laughs> yeah, you wiggle, know. wiggle, wiggle, yeah, weasel, right. weasel. He's like, right. that's your job, right? I mean, Pres- the, President. We, oh, I think you guys are making my point a little bit that you know sometimes you have to hit him over the head with a sledgehammer. Well, I mean, you, that's the thing. Like, you, you, but you. You can't you can't focus on the we're gonna, we're gonna can, take we can, yeah <laughs> um but the last thing i'll say is like if we if if he acted like previous presidents and and threw his weight more around we'd probably have better health care right now because he he let congress do their thing for months and bef- and then he was like, we need to do something. And then he came. And then in. Scott Brown got elected here, so they didn't have that extra vote. To- exactly. Yeah. That's that's what. So yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so we do need to take a short break here on Valley Free Radio. So uh, we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, uh, and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. My name is Amanda Messer. I'm 17 years old, and I'm a student from Turner's Falls High School. Billboard bodies. Does anybody really look like that? 
Someone could be flipping through a magazine, looking at that pretty girl or that buffed out guy, then go gag themselves. We need to love our looks for what they are, other than what people say they need to be. People can have beauty no matter what they look like. Beauty only comes from the, from the heart, soul, and mind. Most magazines emphasize the outside when it's the inside that really matters. And change in society would be most ideal for everyone. Has anyone ever asked you, don't you have enough records? Adventure Rocket Ship is new and old, indie pop, psych pop, post-punk, shoegaze, lots of chiming, jangly guitars and catchy melodies from both artists you know and obscure 7-inch singles from around the world. Adventure Rocket Ship, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. Are you interested in connecting with the international community in the Pioneer Valley? Then volunteer to help your immigrant neighbors improve their English and integrate better into their surroundings. Become a volunteer tutor. Take a free 15-hour training taught by the International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. For more details on an application, go to ili.edu or contact amy at ili.edu. Students come from Africa, Asia, Europe, Latin America, and the Middle East. So volunteer to tutor and expand your world. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical courses off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. For all the best in Americana, check out Roots and More Tuesday morning from 7 to 9. From blues, folk and rock to Cajun, Zydeco, and alternative country, Roots and More brings you emerging artists, new releases, and older favorites. Tune in Tuesday morning from 7 to 9 on Valley Free Radio. Press start to continue. Video game remixes, nerdcore, hip-hop, and chiptunes from across the internet. Tune in every Monday night from 9 to 11 on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. And check out Facebook.com slash start to continue for links to show notes, random game news, and podcasts of previous episodes. Press start to continue. All under needs to know. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires, and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can, too. 
Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. That's still Sue Timberlake. Hey and that's still Jonra, who has something Hi. he wants to pick up with and carry on from where we left off at the at the break. Well, uh, we yeah. do talk during the break. People don't realize. Oh, that. totally. That's why sometimes <laughs> it takes like five minutes for us to come back. Um one of the I wanted to pick up on the thing that you said before uh, about someone that can throw the levers of power and things like that. I think that is important. Um, I think that uh, like uh, I do a stream every Friday on Twitch um, and invite uh, people into our chat and and we talk about stuff and sometimes that comes up and the the thing is that you need to have um, and someone was actually asking like what is a leader um, and. The thing is, you need someone that can throw the levers of power, like you say, like to, like throw their weight around a little bit and make sure things get done. Um, but the the more important thing is, you need someone that can do that and not be in like <laughs> I can't say that one <laughs> and not be a jerk about it. Uh, you can't you can't often have those people are like that that they've learned to throw their weight around and they're jerks. Yeah, and that and that is more bullies. Yeah, I mean the the thing is like more often than not, no offense, but with the in Republican terms, when you when you have someone like that, they they are more focused on on throwing the the weight of the presidency around than um, facilitating that in a way that doesn't make them like they they are, they're not really concerned with how it looks. And how they uh, how they bring people into that into that sphere. So like, let's go. That's it. We're doing this, and then people resent them. You know, when you have someone like that that can throw their weight around in in the Democrats, it's more um, subtle, uh, and it's uh, like it's um, trying to bring people in, and then saying we're doing this. You know, and convincing them that and, this is well. I or mean, trying to convince convincing, them. yeah, they, that they do try or to do that. They believe that it's the right direction. Everybody, you, you, Clinton used to be pretty good at getting people to go along with him to do things yeah. they really probably shouldn't have. I was thinking about Clinton. He he knew how to um, talk to people in a way that okay, so he's not being a jerk about about it, but he's still throwing his weight around and. That's in that difference is why uh, he's thought of as a as a quote like moderate Democrat. A, a moderate like conservative uh, Democrats. Barack Obama did that too, in certain ways, and that's in that that sense is why those presidents are thought of more fondly than um, other pre- like Teddy Roosevelt. No, Ted, Teddy Roosevelt was awesome. <laughs> and um, he threw his weight around. He took oh, he apart, totally you did. And he trust all that stuff. Yeah, but he wasn't. Uh, he was like he's still like thought of and as he was an environmentalist. Yeah, conservation. He was. A, he was like a jolly guy. I don't know. <laughs> but um, the uh, versus um, I was thinking about Cheney and Bush. They threw their weight around a lot. 
um, and push through stuff. And not for things for necessarily the American public. Exactly. But just so you the always act. felt Yeah, you always felt like they sort of had, um, they were yeah. getting a cut on the side or something like Hal Burton. Or. If, uh, if Cheney actually had a softer touch, then he probably would have been able to get away with a lot more. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the thing. Like, if you want someone that is able to control things and make sure things get done, uh, an important component of that is your ability to read the room. And when you see people pushing back on that, being able to being able to like subtly say like, "No, this is going to happen. It's happening." Yeah. So let's go and not making them feel like they're being dragged when you shoot the guy in the face he apologizes that's that's the key well you know there's sort of just to go a little philosophical just for a split second mm-hmm. there's sort of two theories to great le- leadership not two there's mm-hmm. actually a lot but one of them is that you know it's a person like bill clinton who can maneuver you and you mm-hmm. know talk you into things and get things done one of the other theories is that it's great times that creates the leader. Mm. And so, do you remember Flight 93 down in Philly, the one that they crashed into yeah. the field? Yes. Um, the last thing that they heard from the cockpit was, I forget his name, he was the husband of um, someone The fellow who said, let's roll. Let's roll. At that moment, he convinced everybody, allegedly, um, that this was really their only choice, and they stormed the door of the cockpit, allegedly. Right. We think very highly of him. Mm-hmm. We weren't on the plane, we don't know. But that kind of ability to galvanize people to take action right. when action is needed, but also recognizing the times. And I think we almost feel a little bit like there's nobody galvanizing us or recognizing the times. Everybody's sort of in it for their own yeah. interests. Nobody's reading the room. Um, nobody's trying to... Nobody's trying... Nobody's caring what everybody else thinks. Maybe Cory Booker. Are you what? Maybe Cory Booker. Were you guys watching the same debate I was last night? Oh, I'm talking about like our government right now. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, the Trump administration. No, it's a, it it, it truly is a a, a flaming garbage pit. Yeah, Yeah. but they're um, throwing the levers of power. They're just not concerned with the human element in the most selfish way possible. Because and 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 random and incompetent. I mean, that's. But, uh, you know, maybe to, to not give incompetent, credit, they it, certainly do. They end up with all the money. It's not incompetent and it's right. not random. So <laughs> he's certainly yeah. putting on a good show of, you know, pounding his chest and looking like, you know, the, the Republican vision of an alpha male, which is why he's so popular with your party. Perhaps that's true. Yeah. So on the debate stage, I would say Cory Booker was probably the one that acted the most like. Um, an impassioned leader who was going to lead you. Some people said Beto, but I think Corey was much more. He's the one who most reminds me of Barack Obama, for that matter. Yeah, I think they're cut from a similar cloth. They're they're both uh, uh, wonky guys uh, who are talking about reaching across our divides and embracing our common humanity. I would say they come from opposite ends of the spectrum, from my perspective. Well, Obama has a more sort of cool and reserved and intellectual Serene. vibe, and, and Cory Booker's more passionate. Ran out in the middle of that gunfight on his street. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, what did, what did I mean, that that's sort of my take on that a little bit, but, I mean, Beto definitely got a lot of press for his 
you know. Hell yeah, I'm taking away your guns, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty brave uh, place to go, but he's been forged in the El Paso and Odessa, Texas events of the last month. He, the reason that he did that is because he got a lot of press when he swore on, on the news. Oh, you think it's more about the swear than the... Because mm-hmm. he's going to be eaten alive for um, confiscating guns. He's... he Probably. Every t- any time that he comes out with, like something that's really that really puts a spotlight on him spotlight on him it doesn't seem like there's any substance to it he's just angry you think he's not being authentic in that moment i don't think he's authentic ever ever really <laughs> they really don't like him no oh dear <laughs> okay then <laughs> um i don't i i think that i th- i think the anger about uh, el paso is real um but when he when he is on the debate stage i think he's uh, I don't know why he's there. He doesn't see. I don't know why he's there. He wants he to be president. He really wants to be president. That's the thing. Like there are a few people on the stage that I don't know why they're there. They they want to be president. and That's pretty much it. So do you? Do you guys Who hate Amy him? Klobuchar? Do you hate Amy Klobuchar? I I don't I don't hate anybody. I don't. I really don't like Beto. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think anybody on the stage is a bad person. So I don't hate them. My hate when I say I hate someone, like I really mean it. That means that they are a they are a bad person. Yeah, and I don't hate a lot of people. I always try to. I don't like hating people. Well, I guess so, I meant, do you discount Amy Klobuchar? Not on I don't, your I, yeah. radar. Not on your radar at all. Yeah, oh, we were doing um, commentary over the uh, over the debate, um, debate last uh, last night, and me and my friend Nicole just talked over her when she was on screen. <laughs> she doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> she really doesn't. Um, she's like one percent in the polls right now of all the well, polls. Well, two percent. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm. I was looking real clear. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. I think she's between one and two percent. Um, she's she's not in three percent. I know that. Yeah. Uh, and she she's she's less centrist than Joe. She's more. She's to the left of Joe. I think on a lot of things, Ooh, but I not said much. She was, I was going to say she's to the right of Joe. Uh, Joe. I, I, Joe I is a non-issue be. anyway. She do, he doesn't know. I don't know why he's president. Why he, why he wants to be president? Her. I don't know why she wants to be president. Um, because she keeps talking about Trump for the most part. A- Amy Klobuchar has a has a her her pitch her appeal as president would be uh very appealing uh in 1996 caretaker caretaker government uh, a little bit caretaker but just the yeah in the same way that one of the reasons why Barack Obama was appealing in 2008 and again in 2012 but especially in 2008 was just like okay so here's this guy and he's got these these ideas and these slogans and you know this message and you know we like his personality and so forth, you know, like there are all these things about him, but part of it was just on a very basic level. Like, you know what, just, we put him in charge and we are finally, uh, taking a concrete step, just one, but nevertheless, a concrete step towards including, uh, people in America who've been like, had a long history of being disenfranchised and not included and ignored, you know, like it doesn't end racism or any of that stuff, but like just the sheer fact that like, He's got dark skin. He's African American. Is a step, and his middle name is Hussein. That too. Aren't, aren't Whatever. We, uh... So 
Aren't I, we proud of ourselves? Uh, is whatever. that what you're saying? Is that, No. Oh. I, forget, who cares about his middle name? My point is that Amy Klobuchar would be in the same way, like, oh, well, you know, like, we've never had a woman president before. So, you know, she's great in that respect. And she seems like a smart, capable person. I, I'm not trying in any way to, to, to knock her down. But just fundamentally, it's like, okay— but what are you actually really going to do? What's the like? We are at a moment of enormous crisis on multiple fronts, not just for our nation, but for our species. And oh, I forgot about climate change. Yeah, <laughs> and just for a yeah. minute. And and Amy Klobuchar is like, uh, you know, like like I said, you know, she she'd be an amazing candidate uh, in 1988. Like if she'd been running instead of Dukakis, I bet she'd have won. Uh, but I mean, yeah. God knows, getting getting a woman onto the ballot like that in nineteen. Oh, the Bushes would have killed her like they did Dukakis. I think Probably. she would have been done better than Dukakis. Mm. I don't know. I have I have a low opinion of Michael Dukakis, but anyway, that, that that's no matter. <laughs> like I think the moment for uh, uh, a candidacy like uh, uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar's is in the past. I think she's she's a great response to what this nation could have used in in 1996 and 2000 even 2008 if she'd somehow managed to get on there but she didn't and we we need something more transformative we need someone who's going to be pushing in new ways for new things so elizabeth warren bernie sanders uh uh you know uh maybe maybe cory booker uh you know, uh, Jay Inslee, who, who's dropped out, but I mean, you know, he certainly was like, climate change is our number one problem and we mm-hmm. need to do something about it. Like that kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to be alarmist, but our hair is currently on fire. So perhaps a bit of scampering around the room trying to put it out would be wise, you know? <laughs> um, I think that... So that, that's, that's my take on Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, I think that I, well, I think the major thing is that through the years, if we wanted to have a more progressive, a more progression, um, a slow progression towards fixing things, um, like having presidents like like Klobuchar or like Barack Obama or mm-hmm. or like Hillary or Bill Clinton back or in Bill the day, Clinton, um, moving step by step toward more towards the left, more towards like Medicare for all and things like that. And, and climate change starting with the uh, Gore, if we had that, if you had Gore instead of Bush or if we or had, had a, Carter for two terms. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a P like bringing people along and saying, it's okay. You know, we're moving, we're moving, but uh, like uh, raising the minute, the minimum wage, um, instead of every ten years doing it every like three years, just incrementally or building in a, a cost of living exactly like being able to slowly move t- in progress. If we were able to do that, then I think a lot of these ideas would be implemented by now, and we wouldn't have to discount candidates like Klobuchar or like Biden. Well said. Yeah. It, it, uh, the just the past ten years, um, with the we kind of lurch around. Yeah, the just the past ten years with the with the um, Congress not doing anything. Anything that has wasted the time. Like me, I we wanted, shouldn't pay them. <laughs> me, well, I really ten, wanted. Ten years ago, they were working on Obamacare. It's not that Congress hasn't done anything. It's just that. Oh, but they, that was a no. I'm talking about 2010. Um, when right, the, so, uh, so right, so 
in the past nine years. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Ten, yeah. Ten years. Yeah. I was rounding up. But um, the uh, me, I I really wanted a progression, a slow progression, so everybody could could get like we turn the water up like slowly um but it's too late it is that's that's the thing like we can't we can't like if we don't do anything before 2030 then we're we're cooked we're doomed that's like and i i really hate that that's the case like i like i like warren i would rather have someone like warren that moves a little slower you know, and then we we hand the the baton off to another more um, moderate candidate, and they move it too. But that would have had to start in two thousand. Is there anybody on the stage that called to you now? Other than Warren. Other than Warren. Or, no, I or like you said Warren. You said I like Warren. Warren the best out of all oh, of isn't them. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and there's um, an urgency to this. Yeah, she's in mm-hmm. the middle of Biden and. Uh, Sanders, she's more towards Sanders. Much more. Um, much more towards Sanders, but she isn't complete democratic socialist, and she does um, think about markets and think about incentives more than um, just saying you all suck. So that's why I like her. She has more. does have a plan for everything that's pretty exactly. intense and well thought out. That plan for the Indian nations, I that's guess, was insane, something. Right? I haven't read it, but I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. Like we need someone like that, and um, like I didn't like Bernie in twenty sixteen, but if it, if it comes up between Biden and Bernie, I'd go Bernie mm-hmm. because it need to just crash in and. Help people make money, like so they can survive, and like the, so it's really frustrating. Clearly, that we that we have to we have to like push towards um towards progress so fast now with and that it's gonna piss people off, but there's nothing else you can do. So well, unfortunately, the uh, uh, I took the, up a lot of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's just it's uh, good. For, uh, the Republican Party. Uh, dug in their heels and fought tooth and nail against that kind of approach for eight years under President Obama. And if exactly. they hadn't, if, as I've said many times before, if they'd embraced the idea that, like, you know, in a lot of ways Obama's one of us and and sort of let things sort of progress, then it, we wouldn't be facing this uh, such, uh, uh, such a wrenching, uh, crisis, but Obama didn't say climate change every other sentence either. No, I he mean, didn't. He was he was busy with other adventures. No, that, that's he, true. He but also saying that to, after twenty twelve. Yeah. But but also uh, uh, twelve years ago when he was first running, it was l- a less pressing problem. It was still like this. We'll start to see changes soon. Not hey, so we've had four Category Five hurricanes yeah. uh, in the past. Well, see, years. I like my leaders to be a little visionary and and do that a little before the public gets there. Do you know what I mean? Some politicians follow the public, and some politicians lead the public. I I think Obama was pretty visionary, you know? I mean, after all, he got health care reform done in a way that had never been done before. Oh, dear. Uh, I see that we're— And I attribute that to Nancy Pelosi, but you know that. I'm fine with that, yeah. (laughs) So uh, we we are sort of at the end of our time. Uh, Any final thoughts, Sue? No, you were going to put me on the grill about um, Republicans losing their values, but we can talk about that next time. I, because of limit, because you're not yeah. actually limited government people. But yes, you're right. We should we should do a, a whole discussion about. Oh that yes, I am. Time. But <laughs> and 
like I said, we'll have that discussion some other time. So uh, that's going to wrap it up tonight uh, for Civil Politics here on Valley View Radio. Coming up next, we've got Subculture, a great uh, mix of cool music, uh, followed at 10 o'clock by Table of Contents, a different mix of cool music, and then OK Asia at midnight with... Well, I think you can guess where that music's coming from. Uh, and then we've got uh, uh, encore presentations of uh, drum and bass with DJ Fife, and then Dark Wave uh, taking us through to the, the, the morning hours. Uh, podcast of the show is going to be uploaded to the various podcasting services uh, over the next sometime in the next few days, uh, and we do still have an encore presentation Mondays at 4 p.m. of our show, so you can listen to us again. Uh, and that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thank you for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.